Welcome to Heart to Heart, a Horizon Health Alliance produced podcast. My name is Christina Pearl, and today we are sitting down with Kelly Walsh to discuss an incredibly important topic that needs to be addressed more, maternal mental health. Today, we will discuss the importance of maternal mental health, explain what perinatal mood and anxiety disorders are, and dive into the warning signs, how to reach out for help and support, and how others can support someone who may be struggling with perinatal mood and anxiety disorders. Well, we are really looking forward to our next conversation with Kelly today. Kelly, thank you so much for sitting down with us today. And we would love to know a little bit more about your role and what you focus on in your counseling. Yeah, thank you for having me. So my name is Kelly Walsh. I'm the program director at our Hurdle Elmwood location, and I'm also one of our trained clinicians for perinatal mental health. So I see a lot of moms or parents struggling after they give birth or when they are pregnant. That is a huge role here and something that I'm really looking forward to talking to you more about because perinatal mental health is an area that needs to be talked about more. There is so much support and many resources out there. And, you know, they're so needed today for our community. So thank you for taking the time and for all that you do. Let's start off, you know, really just how would you describe perinatal mental health and why is talking about it so important? So perinatal mental health or maternal mental health, these can also be classified as perinatal mood and anxiety disorders, which I'll refer to as PMATs for short. So these are mental health concerns that appear during pregnancy and up to 12 months after birth or termination or a loss of pregnancy. So that's also important to remember. I think sometimes that can get missed. So if someone experiences a miscarriage, they choose to terminate a pregnancy, they have a failed IVF cycle, they're still in that postpartum period and experiencing hormonal and emotional changes that may impact their mental health. Sure. And that's a really great point that there are so many different stages where somebody could still be, you know, within that diagnosis. So it's it's important to understand, you know, what to look for. And I think that that, you know, allows us to go into the next, you know, area we wanted to touch on is, you know, what are some of the different areas of the postpartum, you know, mental health diagnoses and their treatments? So, you know, For the individual, I'm sure it can be difficult to understand what you're going through. So what could loved ones look out for? What could that individual look out for? Yeah. So with postpartum or perinatal mood and anxiety disorders, about one in five women experience this. And we can assume that those rates probably are higher because they're likely underreported due to shame, stigma, lack of knowledge. Right. So... The most common, commonly talked about, I would say, would be postpartum depression and postpartum anxiety. I'll touch on those. And then there's also some other postpartum mental health diagnoses that some people may not know about. So when, when someone's pregnant, their hormones spike up. And then after they give birth or experience a loss, their hormones significantly crash down. 
So that's an adjustment in and of itself for someone's body. On top of caring for yourself after a loss, after birth, caring for a newborn, trying to go about your day to day, it can be just a lot, right? Right. So as far as postpartum depression, some things that the person may notice or their loved ones may notice is that mom is feeling very sad, overwhelmed, having difficulty coping with certain stressors, maybe feeling irritable, having a loss of interest in things, not feeling like things they normally would find enjoyable are enjoyable, feelings of guilt, helplessness, hopelessness, isolated, appetite or sleep disturbances, which of course sleep's going to be difficult with a newborn regardless. Right. And also sometimes having some concerning thoughts about, you know, their safety, some suicidal thoughts that could certainly arise as well. And I think that, you know, there's so many times where, you know, in the media, on social media platforms, this time is supposed to be you know, celebrated. And I I think you hit on a great point initially that, you know, the stigma around this is a lot of people don't want to talk about that. They don't want to bring it up. They feel like they're alone, like they might be the only ones experiencing this when in actuality, I mean, that statistic, one in five, and it's probably higher, like you Mm -hmm. said, that is huge. Yeah. And people need to understand that they are allowed to feel overwhelmed and, you know, it's not like the movies and it doesn't need to be portrayed like that. So, you know, and I'm sure you see that a lot. Are there, you know, recent cases that you've seen spotlighted in the media a little bit? Yeah, there in the last several months have been a few cases that have been highlighted in the media where mom was struggling with postpartum depression, or it's been assumed that she's been she was struggling with postpartum depression. And unfortunately, these cases have had really tragic outcomes. And while that's not always the case, it does happen. And without talking about proactively also talking about, you know, what you may experience after giving birth or after you experience a loss, and without talking about how you are feeling in that adjustment or talking about it and feeling shamed than when you are talking about it without getting that help. Worst case scenarios could happen, unfortunately. Absolutely. And, you know, how would you say treatment can be helpful? And, you know, what are the treatment offerings? Because again, you know, a new mom, a new family is very busy, very overwhelmed, you know, could be very sleep deprived, could just be trying to get through each day. So the thought of, you know, calling a place and making an appointment or reaching out for help might seem like it's too much, like another added thing Mm -hmm. on their plate. So how would you recommend, you know, going about making that time, you know, and also how helpful that treatment can be? Treatment can be so helpful and can really yield these positive outcomes and really positively impact the moods of the moms who are really struggling. We focus so much on validating what they are feeling, what they're going through, normalizing what they're feeling and going through, and providing that psychoeducation on 
the why behind, again, right, how their hormones play into this and other symptoms that they may be experiencing. A lot of moms or new parents in general just want to know that there is hope Mm -hmm. and that they're not going crazy, that these things that they're experiencing are normal and it's okay and that it will get better. So psychoeducation is definitely first and foremost of something that we focus on, as well as figuring out, you know, how can you manage sleep in the best way possible so that you're feeling rested, so that you can also take care of yourself to take care of your baby as well. Um, Exploring challenges such as identity challenges, body image, communication between partners, grief and loss, whether that is after experiencing a termination or a loss or just that grief and loss of I can't just like get up and go when I want to like that change or I've lost friends because they don't understand. Right. There are so many changes and you're right. You know, just the loss of, you know, some sort of independence that Mm -hmm. people felt previously. And, you know, there are so many options out there for treatment and really just support. Yeah, And like you said, that validation, because so many people are struggling, will struggle, have continued, you know, struggling, but that treatment and support is so vital. How would you say a partner or a friend or a loved one could be supportive? So I think what's most important is for them to really acknowledge mom or the person who experienced the loss. Ask them how they're doing. It can be so easy to, you know, you're going to visit mom and baby for the first time to to run up to baby and, and just forget mom's even there, right? But really acknowledging, asking, how are you really doing? How is this adjustment going for you? If you're noticing that they aren't acting like themselves, Bring that up. Talk with them about it. They may not be forthcoming right away, but at least that conversation is happening. And being able to educate yourself as well, whether that's through online research, if they're in their own therapy, books, and reaching out on her behalf if you have concerns. If if the mom is in therapy, talking with her counselor, being involved in those therapy sessions. And just not blaming and shaming, like I said before, because this transition into motherhood or the difficulty after a loss, it's there's so many challenges. And like you said, said Christy, it's not always glamorous and easy, and that's okay. It is. It is. And you're so right. Just making that safe space known for the conversation, Mm -hmm. I think is a point that you made that really holds true for so many friends and loved ones and partners who want to be supportive, but might not want to overstep or might not know what's appropriate. So having that conversation, really asking how they're doing and being present and paying attention um, Mm -hmm. can just go such a long way. Yeah. What about partners and fathers? And, And, you know, how might postpartum impact them as they're also experiencing, you know, 
a newborn or a loss or, you know, alongside their partner? Yeah, they are going through a lot of changes as well. Um, Statistically speaking, about 10 to 20 percent of men can experience a perinatal mood and anxiety disorder. And if mom has one, then dad has a 50 percent chance of developing one as well. So the symptoms look pretty similar across the board, but the partner or the father might also be feeling irritable, restless, dissatisfied, struggling with the change in roles, feeling burnt out, feeling empty, things like that would be important to look for. Absolutely. And I think, too, it's such a good point because, you know, there's such a stigma around reaching out for help in general, but I'm sure also from a partner standpoint, a Mm -hmm. father figure standpoint. And so to hear that stat on how many fathers do experience postpartum and there is help, support, and treatment for them, that's probably something not a ton of people are aware of. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. And recently at Horizons, we've had some fathers coming through our intake team who are new fathers and struggling with that adjustment and wanting to get help for their own mental health, which it's so great to see that they're seeking that out. It's so great to see because they probably want to be the best support they can be and they know that they need to make sure they're okay Mm -hmm. in order to do that. Absolutely. What would you say are some helpful resources for seeking support in this area? And I know you said, you know, there's a lot of research that can be done, but would you be able to give us some ideas on, you know, some additional resources out there for those that might be seeking support? Yes. So at Horizons, we have over 20 counselors who are trained as perinatal specialists. We have counselors trained in our inpatient, outpatient, residential, at the supervisory level, and two psych providers who also specialize in this. So we are a great community resource for patients to link with. We offer individual counseling, group counseling, medication management, and also and also link patients with outside resources as well. Some outside resources that I find are really helpful if a new mom or dad is interested in how you know how do I connect to treatment? Western New York Postpartum Connection is a phenomenal resource to get connected to treatment. They also offer various support groups. Postpartum Support International is an international resource that offers an abundance of psychoeducation. They offer free online support groups for so many different categories. It's kind of like anything you're experiencing, they probably have a support group for that. There's, they also offer some call and text helplines and chat with an expert options as well. So as you had said before, you know, what if someone's not quite ready for counseling yet? Try a support group. Yes. Go to the website for Postpartum Support International and see what the options are and just try it. Just try it once. See if Definitely. it helps. See if it works. And that may open the door to, I'm going to keep going to this support group or, okay, I'm ready to talk with someone more in depth in one-on-one. That's great. And and I think that that there, having 
so many options to kind of work through depending on where you are in your own process is probably so important. And at Horizon, your team also offers tele-options as well, correct? Yes, we offer face-to-face options, but also telehealth if that's more convenient, especially I know childcare can be difficult. So we offer that too. That's great. Just trying to meet everybody where they're at, depending on, you know, the help and support they have at home in order to, you know, make their mental health a priority and and to make it, you know, a little bit less of an overwhelming transition. Absolutely. So Kelly, what would put somebody at risk for a perinatal mood and anxiety disorder? So some risk factors could include having a personal or family history of mental health. If someone's been diagnosed previously with a PMAD, they would have an increased likelihood of experiencing that again. If they have mixed feelings about their current pregnancy, if the pregnancy was unplanned, if they have a trauma history, if their delivery was very stressful or traumatic, right. lack of support or any challenges with fertility as well. And that is certainly not an exhaustive list, but at least a snapshot. And the risk for postpartum depression is also higher for Black women than it is for white women as well. Okay. And I feel like those are all areas that so many people have experienced and struggled with and probably don't even realize they're at risk. Right. Mm Mm-hmm. So what are some additional perinatal mental health diagnoses? I know you said that we touched on, you know, a few of them and that there's, you know, some additional as well that people might not be aware of. Yeah. So postpartum anxiety, I think, is a common one that people might be familiar with or talk about. So looks very similar to generalized anxiety, right? That constant worry, agitation, a lot of worry about the baby feeling like something bad may happen, racing thoughts, hypervigilance. If we think about the COVID-19 pandemic, that definitely did not help rates of anxiety, especially for new moms. Right. Postpartum PTSD is also can be experienced by, by new moms. So this could be if they did have that stressful labor and delivery, you know, their their birth plan did not go according to plan. This can right. bring up distressing memories, intrusive thoughts, nightmares, disassociation, and trauma is in the eye of the beholder. So whatever they identify was traumatic is traumatic for them, right? Baby goes to NICU, different concerns throughout their pregnancy, high risk, things like that. An EMDR can be a helpful treatment for that, which we also offer at Horizons as well. And would you explain a little bit about what EMDR is and how it's so beneficial? Yes. So it is a trauma therapy that uses eye movements to help decrease the arousal that someone is feeling and the intensity that someone is feeling from their traumatic experiences. Wow, that's such a unique treatment option and really great to hear that it's also offered, you know, throughout perinatal mental health. Yes, and in very successful rates as well. That's great. That's great to know. 
So if you could tell somebody listening who might be struggling and not sure if they should pick up the phone or how they would be able to find time, you Mm -hmm. know, to link with somebody, what would you want them to know? I would want them to know that they are not alone. What you're feeling is not uncommon. It won't always feel like this and help is out there so that it doesn't always feel like this. If there is someone in your life that you trust, that you feel safe disclosing, hey, this is how I'm feeling and talking with them about that, I think that would be a great first step. Maybe that person even helps you pick up the phone to call for additional support. Right. But talking about it helps to at least take some of that power away. And even if, like I said, you maybe attend one appointment, make a decision after that appointment, but at least try to talk about it in some form so that somebody can help you. No, I think those are all great suggestions and very digestible, you know, just very, just one step at a time, Mm -hmm. you know, one conversation at a time, trying not to get too ahead, but knowing that you know, there's so much help and support out there and, you know, to not be afraid to reach out and also really to know that you aren't alone. Yes. Yeah. There's hope. There's a lot of hope. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much, Kelly, for all that you do and for educating our community today around this incredibly important topic. We so appreciate it. My pleasure. Thank you again for having me. Of course. Thank you to Kelly Walsh for sitting down with us today and providing insight into how best to understand maternal mental health and all who may be affected and need support. We hope this conversation has allowed you to see the importance of understanding perinatal mood and anxiety disorders and the best way to take the first steps towards finding the support and resources you or someone you love may benefit from. You can always visit our website at horizon-health. Be sure to subscribe to Heart to Heart, a Horizon Health Alliance produced podcast to stay up to date and informed on the latest resources, support, and education that matter most to our community. Thank you for tuning in today.